Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello! Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Food for Thought. This is the podcast that's on a mission and it's going to equip you with all of the evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, registered nutritionist, Sunday Times best-selling author of The Science of Nutrition. Please go check out my new book. I think it will help a lot of people out there. And founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. Now, in each of the 12 episodes, I'll be joined by guests, all of whom are experts in their field, which is wonderful. So together, we can all learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted experts advice. We live in a culture with definitions of what beauty is and societal norms of shape and size. But we need to break away from this. Each of us are unique and this should be embraced. Too often pressure and expectations we find lead to unhealthy relationships with ourselves and obsessive behaviour. So this week's Food for Thought sees M. Clarkson and I discuss the implications of scrutinising both our body, mentally and physically, and how we can reframe our approach leading to a healthier relationship with our bodies. Hello, M. Hi. <laughs> Hello. It's so lovely to speak with you. I think the last time I actually got the chance to speak with you was probably on that news feature on Sky News a long time ago. You know, it makes um, me sound quite cool though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does make you sound very cool. I remember you were very excited. It was a, it was actually a very important, um, significant feature. But today we're talking about something similar. And I think that's on the note of, of body image. So how prevalent that we feel body obsession is. And I guess in this digital world that we now live in, that this is surely only going to grow to a larger scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, terrifyingly, yes. But also this conversation, I think, is really important because I think, well, I mean, we will talk about it, but I think something that that frightens me is still how laissez-faire everybody is when it comes to social media. And I think giving space to conversations like this is really important. So um, I'm here for it. Yeah, no, brilliant. I think we should start, like you said, there's a lot out there and it's concerning. There's no regulation, really. Um, And then you've got the argument, I guess, of almost like a freedom of speech. It's like freedom to post. But it's really contentious. I get. Let's start with where. Where does this body obsession often stem from? I mean, 
like it's a society a societal obsession i mean you, you can look before you even think about the online world that we live in looking at the real world that we live in i don't know about you but my body's been a focus for as long as i can remember every magazine yeah. news segment you know it, it's it comes up all the time to to claim that our bodies have ever been irrelevant is sadly impossible and obviously in an image led space our bodies are more focused on and obsessed over than ever and unfortunately um we care about how we look and we and we always have I you know I think well before long before social media perhaps they cared less but they still cared like you know the Tudors had mm. all their portraits done everybody's always cared about how they mm. look and now there's just you know the access that we have to I don't know each other's bodies everybody's bodies we just see you know in the olden days you probably see like 10 people a year yes and now we just see like 10 people a minute at least you know so I think it's a you know a cultural obsession always um but to look at it it's so heightened and I think the exposure is what worries me like and it worries me on on a bigger level than just the body because yeah so much and at the same time, I don't want anybody to feel bad listening to saying, oh, well, I care about what I look like, because, of course, everybody wants to look OK. It's when it, it turns in from looking nice and feeling nice to becoming an obsession and I think impacting your everyday life. And like Em says, I don't think it's natural to be surrounded and consuming as much of this subliminally every day as we do it literally it's on the tv screens when we watch tv in the evening it's on the side of buses and advertisements if you're walking anywhere on billboards then it's on your phone that you're probably looking at first thing in the morning and last thing at night so let's discuss how much it can I guess family life can impact it or relationships can influence it I mean yeah with body image even before social media I don't think any you know you don't you don't be born hating the way that you look. You don't look at your like toddler arms and be like, oh my goodness, they're mm. so chubby. Like, because when actually we look at t- toddler arms, we're like, oh my God, they're so cute. Oh, it's so but, cute. <laughs> they're so cute. But for some reason on adults, we're like, which is fascinating. But I think it's taught. It's all taught. And so many women of my generation, of our generation, have been impacted, unfortunately, by the unhappiness of the women in generations before us. And I don't think it's very fair to assign blame, you know, because I think a lot of people will be like, oh, well, I don't know my body because, 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 you know, mm. and, to, and to, to blame your mother or your grandmother or whatever, it's it's a lot. And I think what, what we have to do is take a step back and say that we've all been under the same pressure. And, you know, like our mums and... And however many, you know, more mums have been ex- have been expected and sold cabbage soup diets and the Atkins mm. diets and this diet and this diet and this diet. You know, for ages and ages, we've been sold diets. You know, it wasn't that long ago women were expected to wear corsets to dinner. You know, like mm. women societally, I believe, have been conditioned and are encouraged always to be smaller and to take up less space. And I think that's particularly a case for for you know women of maybe the turn of this the century before you know like during the war you know their efforts still despite the fact that they were so amazing this has nothing to do with how they look but you know so many women were so amazing but still they were expected to be small and quiet and and Mm -hmm. go back to being at home and whatever and and we've just always expected to be small and pretty and quiet 
And so I think, you know, it's a it's a challenge that a lot of that a lot of women and parents and 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 people have as we as as we grow, um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of mean grow literally and grow. Well, as we raise future generations. I mean, yeah. I'm listening now as a parent myself and thinking how I'm going to teach my son to view men and women in society. There's, you know, even gender roles is up for question. And you've mentioned the point there. I mean, yes, women in particular are impacted by this. There's no denying that. But now I'm also starting to see in our clinic as well, a lot of men coming forwards. Do you think that they're also, I mean, it's on a different scale, I know that, but do you think they're also becoming more impacted by social media yes. than the male society? Yes, and I think this this is the same thing. What I was just saying about women have been, you know, told we have to be small and dainty and delicate and pretty and whatever. Boys, by the same stroke, have to be big and manly and muscly because they have to provide for us, you know, lowly women. And so we, su- you know, we suffer because we we starve ourselves and and hurt ourselves trying to be what society says we should be, small. And men, I think, are just being equally hurt by it because they're expected to be so muscly and so big and so tall. And you know, there are men out there who aren't that tall and who aren't that muscly, and that's hard you know, because mm. that's not what society says they should look like either. So I think we're, we're all being affected by this. And again, we're so exposed to, you know, perhaps boys wouldn't have minded so much before because they'd be really good at running or, you know, quite quick at football or whatever. But, you know, they're still seeing the gym bros and, you know, I don't know, whatever boys look at. <laughs> 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 um, you know, it's probably, you know, the same way that we have, you know, we look up to to very slim and beautiful influences and they're probably looking up to very hench and handsome men so and like you said it's been going on for thousands of years if you look at the people um epitomized in history you know if we go back to our favorite era King Henry VIII the always described as tall and strong and you know yeah. empowering when he walked and into a ring and yeah, yeah. And go back way before look at the Greek gods you know Achilles mm. he's, he's handsome he's ripped like so it's we, and and actually we don't like we don't need to be taught you know we don't have to hunt our dinner anymore we don't have to um I don't know slay like Trojan armies so we don't need brats to be quite as um like I don't know uh strong it, it raises a debate it raises a very interesting debate which is based on our evolutionary um ah oh, evolutionary growth versus mm. how society has changed and how actually as human beings we're kind of unable to completely immerse ourselves in the society around us as it changes it's like a nature nurture thing again and this is um actually way beyond my educational scope but I do find evolution and adaption fascinating and there's such a oh this conversation is so interesting because we're definitely seeing more of a rise in perfectionism in the clinic and um, that's linked to this body image obsession. I know that's something you do a lot of talk about, well, you speak about it a lot on social media. Yeah, and I mean, because we see, like, that's the other thing. People, they, okay, so, I mean, I've just read the, the uh, book called The Guinness Girls, and it was about these socialites in the 1920s. Like, yeah, they had mirrors, but they also had other stuff to do other than look in them. And they had one portrait, like, that's them. That's how they're mm. immortalised, and... Well, I mean, you know, they obviously grew up into the 60s and it happened much more. But, you know, when they were young, they were painted and that was that. And and maybe there'd be one picture. So you wouldn't look at that one picture of that, you know, because it, it was so amazing that there was like this proof of your existence. You wouldn't look at it and hyperanalyze it and be like, oh, God, this, 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 because you'd be more like, 
it's me. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. It would be so much more novel. Whereas now, I mean, even for me, like I see myself all the time. I see my face more than I see like my fiance's face. Like I see my face all the time. So it's not a surprise, particularly when you bring filters into it. Okay, let's Mm. say you're looking at your phone for however many hours a day if you're looking at this filtered version of yourself as so many people do mm. that's that's how you see yourself and then when you look in the mirror you you're not gonna you know it's not the, it's not simply comparing yourself to filtered images of other people you're you're comparing yourself to filtered versions of you and that's like horrific because these filters without your permission you know you do any of these ones on instagram stories they're going to give you a smaller nose they're going to raise your eyebrows they're going to give you a little facelift basically so when you look in the mirror you're going to look comparatively Mm. saggy or tired or spotty or you know whatever it is Um, yeah lack lacking luster i think there's a lot of people that we see really sadly and that i've had clients before that have an addiction to wearing makeup for instance is one and plastic surgery so they're two completely separate areas but you know, we've encountered this before, we obviously just deal with the diet, but that the side of things that people experience, and I think these filtered images have a lot to answer for, like you've just said, because a lot of the time you're seeing images of people that have physically shrunk their, uh, I don't know, their thighs, or, you know, I wouldn't even know how, but they they change their entire face, can't they? They can lift, they can lift the eyebrows themselves. Anything like I, mm. I make, and you know, actually, it used to be a bit more contentious. So I've, for a long time, I have made filter videos because I want people to see how ridiculously different. easy it is, and how, yeah, like you say, how different I can make myself look. And you know, that I did get a bit of criticism when I started doing it from people saying, "Oh, well, you know, this could be seen as a tutorial. Maybe you see, you know, maybe you're inadvertently advertising it." And although, like, I hear you, I, I think it's so important and and it's happening more now and more people are becoming aware of it and making these videos and trying it for themselves not necessarily because they want to you know change the way they look but just to see and I think it's the knowledge yeah I think it's that's it like this um I remember a couple of years ago I mean showing like how the time warp is covid but I remember a few (laughs) years ago uh the it was made law in France that you had to that magazines had to declare photoshopping Mm. um that hasn't come into effect here. And that's never no. existed on social media. The And my body image, I've made no secret of the fact, has been horrific for mm. what, you know, it isn't anymore, thankfully. But it was. My teenage years were miserable and not to assign too much blame. But I think the magazines that that, that showed me women that weren't real was exhausting. Mm. You know, I was comparing myself to people that simply did not exist. And on social media now, it's happening. It's not just, I don't know, Kate Moss that's looking unbelievably fantastic, but it's like the girl you sit next to in history is also mm. the same thing that Kate Moss want, you know, w- was once done to Kate Moss. I'm not mm. for a second. She does it herself, but... Um, and I it's think- the feedback I think people get, Em, because yeah. I know a lot of the time... Um, thanks to covid as well i kind of ditched my makeup bag for ages i just don't have time anymore to be honest and i was embracing my you know my natural skin every day on social media and i was getting awful remarks from some nasty people saying i look like i've aged like i look really old and i look really tired all the time and it's like people are so used to like you said seeing yes perfection it's actually really interesting that you said that i i 
a few months ago, I started getting so much criticism from weirdly men just being like, eat some vegetables, like your skin, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? What? No. Like, this is so weird. And I was talking to my friend about it and I was like, this is insane. Like, why am I getting such a hard time for my skin? And she was like, yeah. I genuinely think it's because you don't wear makeup or, you know, that yep. often. You're not, you've got a ring light on or something. Yeah. Like, comparatively, people are so used to perfection mm-hmm. that they see us and they're like, God, they look haggard. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. no, no, we look human. Yeah. Um, and makeup artists have been doing it forever, you know, uh, on YouTube. Uh, you know, they've been showing makeup looks with with perfectly uh, airbrushed skin. So they're sort of saying to us, oh, well, this foundation is very airbrushing. And it's like, no, no, no. airbrush is very airbrushing. Um, <laughs> I used to buy that. I used to buy the, um, when, oh, see, I am a bit older than you still am, I will say. But there was a, a mousse foundation that came out ages ago. Was it Dream That Mousse? Because I was yes. all over that. All yes. over it, my God. <laughs> it was and all I, over me. It was like, I, I remember saying to my... I, did I even ask him? Did I have to ask my mum or was I old enough to buy it myself and boots? I think I probably bought it myself. And I remember going into town and being like, oh my God, my skin's going to look amazing now. Because I was singing back then. I was like, on stage, I'm going to look so good on my matte mousse. And it was just, um, yeah, it's all a con. It's all, it's all one big it's con. But... con. <laughs> well, that, the law has actually changed around that now, particularly on Instagram. There's an amazing girl called Sasha Polari who did something called Filter Drop. And she mm. basically hounded the ASA. Um, mm. And she won. So now you can't falsely advertise, basically. You can't use a filter if you're, ta- if you're selling makeup, which I think oh. is incredibly important and really cool. And hopefully it's the beginning of a really big change because I think similarly, you shouldn't be allowed to face tune your waist if you're selling me a waist trainer exactly. or a diet pill or a whatever. And I know that the, the rules have changed around that, but people do seem to find their ways around them. Don't well, it's how do you regulate so many people and of all different status, um, you know, online, you're talking a-list hollywood celebrities that go online how do you crack down on them it's, it's almost those sorts of um conversations as so many users online but maybe let's chat about some of the consequences you mentioned yourself that you experienced a lot of poor body image over the years yeah. and what would you say is the difference that you know you see as a person that's experiences between body obsession and a body dysmorphic disorder Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. 
but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I mean, I think I, what worries me is I think we're a generation that's plagued by body image issues. And I think if you sit for too long with anybody, you could, you could diagnose mm. somebody with, with, you know, because, because we've been so hyper-focused and because so many of us have been so unhappy. I think, uh, obviously, body... Well, I don't know if it's obvious. I don't know where the lines are, you know, because I think so many people just live. You you can live so uh, easily being yeah. body obsessed because we're a culture that's so body obsessed. It's very easy actually to exist with entirely normalized, disordered eating patterns. Yes, in yes. In, in families, you'll see it, won't you? When oh, you go around yeah. generations, oh, you look thinner today or oh, bigger you today. If you lost weight. Yeah. And, you know, we do it all the time. And it's like, I, I shared a meme the other day and it was like, is there, are you even a British woman if you haven't got halfway through a bag of crisps and gone, oh my God, someone take this away from me. Like yeah. we do this all the time. Like we, and uh, like, it's so normalized on a Sunday. Be like, oh, I'm going to be so good this week. And everyone's mm. like, oh, are you? So what do you mean good? Like, well, you're not going to like mug any grannies this week. Is that what we're saying is good? And, you know, like, <laughs> the way that we talk about good and bad and, and we attach so much yeah. with, with food, that's, I've gone on a side note. But I think, you know, the, 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 the way that we talk about food is so often so disordered that it's what worries me is, is the body obsession normalizes so many yeah. probably disorders. And, 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 and to my understanding, body dysmorphia is, is 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 seeing something or seeing yourself looking entirely different or perceiving yourself in a way that's entirely different to how you actually look and i think that's something that filters and social media will worsen dramatically yeah, yeah it'll contribute to it and if you could pick out i guess um i mean obviously once it becomes a disorder psychological support is so crucial um you know i think like em said all of us probably do experience body dysmorphia to some degree because we're so it's so ingrained in society it's almost part of how we've been taught and raised which is really sad and hopefully we can make a shift with the future generations but if anyone out there is really feeling that this is just getting you down every single day and it's stopping you from living your normal life then please do seek out help and actually we should put some notes in the show notes of where to go to but what would be your main red flags then um so you've mentioned conversations well we've mentioned you know family typical classic comments are there any others that you would say I think it's actually I mean you use the word body obsession I think it's there's more to life than what you look like there's more to life than how much belly fat you have there's more to life than the size of jeans that you wear and I think if 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 this is if this means so much to you that is a red flag because because the world is enormous and comparatively your stomach is tiny so your stomach shouldn't be your whole world do you know what I mean if and I I look back at my thoughts when I was at school and I was obsessed with how I looked because I was so deeply unhappy with it and actually 
I now look back at every single happy memory I've ever made and I can't picture my cellulite or my stomach rolls. I'm not remembering how much I weighed that day. I'm remembering everything else about it. And I think when you're when when it's a constant you know in your mind you you know how you look and and what size this is and and whatever that that's it for me it's because there's more to life and and it's not about self love straight away it's not about ridiculous body confidence and walking naked down the street no no it's very it's, rare actually people reach that um that point so it's more about neutrality right it's mm. it's making your peace with yeah, you can still you know strive for a healthier and a and uh, I don't know you want to set yourself physical challenges you know I'm all about that like that's great but it's for other reasons it's yeah. the reason bigger than than what you look like right yeah it's not your top priority every day and it becomes you know it's almost accepting yourself yeah without all the the makeup and glam and everything else that you can chuck on top and every filter it's important and you've touched on exercise actually I really wanted to discuss exercise in this episode because Yes, it's amazing for mental health. I mean, I really notice it if I don't get out for a walk. But then you'll see there that a walk to me is classified as exercise. And I know for some people, exercise can equally become compulsive. It can, of course. And again, I don't think social media necessarily. And again, I say this because there's always bad sides to everything. And there's good. And and it, if I had the time, I could tell you a million good things about social media. So I don't want yeah. to always moaning about it. No, no, it's so, fine. Yeah, it's my job. So I really do like it. (laughs) But I I think, you know, that doesn't, you know, the the workouts that we see and, you know, we do, we do pay so much attention to the fitness influencers that we follow. And it's like, what are you eating every day? What are you lifting? How how fast is this? How many calories did I burn? And, and, And I was such a sucker for that. I bought everybody's workouts and I did everything I did everything. I did stupid sit ups before I went to bed and I, oh, it's just ridiculous. And and actually, I've now found exercise. I found ridiculous. I do. I do so much exercise, but I do it in a way that makes me so mentally delighted. Uh, like I, um, I had a really, really big shift. I was, I was totally obsessed uh, with with exercise in the wrong ways, and it was a massive part of pun. It was punishment for me, and I think it is for a lot of people. You know, like I just, I'd be one of those people that just stood on a on a treadmill until until I worked off a packet of Maltesers and then I'd go home and I and I found I signed up for my first marathon and and it changed everything because it stopped being about the calories and it started being about the distance and it stopped being about my size and it became about what I what I could do and Mm. and and it and it was a really positive shift for me but it's only as I've got to where I am now where I'm like you I I think fresh air is exercise you know what I mean I'm like oh my god I just I love air I love endorphins I love moving I got out the house today big achievement exactly um and so and and movement for me is everything like I just Mm. I dance everywhere I skip a lot like I'm just (laughs) I was just, just happy to be out but um and that was that's been a real shift because I, I do think social media does and the magazines did it how many how many articles have we read about how like we can burn your belly fat and you know what I mean like I'm so bored now of the so it's the time of the time of year we're recording this is a time where I always get bombarded by journalists asking what's the most calorific meal in a day you can consume how to cut them and how to burn it off and it just doesn't work that way you mentioned something I think a lot of people listening can relate to and that is that you were on the treadmill or on the um uh used to be my favorite machine the cross trainer yeah 
and I would just I'd actually play solitaire on the cross trainer M I was never interested in the calorie counts but it would be solitaire I was like oh I could probably do this for half an hour you know that kind of target it was just not it's 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 your um you're getting through I, I I'm a massive believer I run a an account called the have goes it's the hags it's about getting women into sport and try mm. and and not because you have to not no. because we you, you have to do this half an hour not because you had a big breakfast not because you haven't in a while not because you've gained a dress size but because you really really want to because you find yeah. it fun and exciting and you know like the cross trainer it's I'm gonna be honest it's not my cup of tea no like, not me anymore either I just find it fun like you know I'm just like <laughs> so standing boring the whole load of like what am I looking at a car park <laughs> it sucks whereas <laughs> with my marathons I'm like I'm oh, even I'm not doing any at the moment but I you know I just I just I was out like at the park like look at the dogs you know I go to dance classes like you're probably thinking about your joints and your bones as well I know that sounds strange but once you get to that level where when you're exercising you think about wow you know I can really feel my um, my knees today I really need to start looking after them or I need to have a think about what my body is capable of and how much pressure I can put on it you you start to have a different appreciation I think of what it can do like you said it's different once you you allow your body and and get and I know a lot of people say this after they've had and I haven't had a baby but I know a lot of people come to this body neutrality or at least you know some of love after they've had a baby very often because they say well this look what this body did for me look what this body gave me and I don't have a kid although I can appreciate that the female body is like a wonder insane yeah like terrifyingly awesome yeah but for you know for me with I I do a bit of weight training um and I think that's so cool like before I used to just like be like oh my god my legs are so fat they're like and now I'm like oh my god look at the cool stuff my legs can do like I get so gassed when they just go far and I can just like run all this and I can pick stuff up I'm like god this is cool whereas before I would look at it and be like oh this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and now I can be like well this is right and that's cool and that's going well and and it just gives you an appreciation for like what you can do rather than what you don't look like I love that what you can do and on a gender front there when I was a teen you know it was all about the boys going to the gym and girls just didn't you just didn't yeah. do it. It was because it had to be small and dainty and delicate. Yeah. And they had to open the jam jars with their big man muscles. And now I'm like, no, stand aside. I've got it. I want to open. <laughs> I can I open the seeing, jar. Literally, I love seeing women like strong women. I'm like, God, that's cool. And that's yeah. what I. And actually, I've I um I had a a, a massive operation on my face. I had my jaw broken, and Oof. I and I had to the week before I ran it. I did. Uh, an ultra marathon and then I had my surgery and then I had to sit on my bum basically for like four months mm. and I went back to the gym and I was as weak as I've ever been and it was a I had a real challenge with my mind like getting my thoughts right around it because I was feeling so like intimidated you know I, I think gym intimidation mm. is a real thing and and I had to like sit with my thoughts and rather than look around and be intimidated by all the people around me I had to look at them and be like no no they were all here once like we've yeah. all been beginners and I've choose to be inspired by them rather than intimidated and I like that outlook um that's hard for people and I will say equally sometimes the judgment factor comes from what we are programmed to think so I think women can equally be very cruel to other women and then you suddenly have to stop yourself and think oh hang on a minute 
this isn't me talking here. This is what I've been told to think in society. Yeah. And I think, you know, okay, so maybe someone is judging you, right? You know, maybe someone is looking at you and they're not listening. And I just think, okay, well, what a sad use of your time. Why are you looking at me? Look at yourself, you know, look at what you're doing. And I think, you know, when it comes to the gym and trying hard, it's for us. It's not for them. It's not so other people in the class I don't know, mm. like us or whatever. It's it's a weird, you know, I think we could all do with really staying in our own lanes there and focusing on our own stuff. And yeah. and what, you can never compare yourself. You don't know, you know, we don't know what anybody's going through on any given day. So, you know, even, I don't know, everything affects us. Are you tired? Are you on your period? You know, it could be yeah. anything. Uh, maybe I'm a beginner. Who knows? No, so. exa- it's, it's, it, that's exactly it. And I think we've got time for one more question for me. And I think that would be, I really wanted to talk to you about the, the language that brands use in individuals, I guess, and the imagery, because I know that being in a clinic, you know, a lot of the associations maybe 10, 15 years ago would be pictures of um, transformation pictures sometimes. And mm. I've got to say the fitness industry is, is diabolically bad for this and still mm. is. You see it on gym walls, plastered everywhere, um, really toxic phrases. Um, I was wondering when we'll start seeing a change or have you seen any? I, I I see it in some spaces I I mean I, I like I say I run this page called the hags which I love and, and we do real life events and stuff and we with strict nobody talk there um mm. you know not not nobody talk but just none I what I hate it's like the I don't know sweats my fat crying and like no carbs before marbs oh, and oh. all that I'm like oh thanks I'm gonna swear but <laughs> <laughs> have to finish that thought but you know it, it again it just puts the focus on on all the wrong things it's it's very intimidating it's very all mm. or nothing it's very like I don't know uh winter miles summer smiles and yeah. like ugh, it's just it's so um so high pressured I, I just, I'm just like, come have a go. Come. I'll never forget training as, because I'm a level three PT. I mean, you wouldn't know it because it literally it was a six, I will say it's a bit of a joke. It was six weekends long to train, to get to that status. And oh. yeah, it, it honestly, it was, it seemed intense at the time. It's really not. It should be a lot longer in my opinion. But what was so interesting was that the guy that was teaching the course was like, I'm on a water fast this week. And, you know, I tell all my clients, you know, if they've had a boozy weekend just to cut the calories the next day. And he was talking as as if he was a qualified dietitian, nutritionist. You know, it yeah. was it was absolutely just mind blowing. And it just left me with very little respect for for that industry. It's on very tightly to because we know so little about it. We're not educated on, you know what? we're not educated on any benefits of any exercise mm. we don't know anything about nutrition we leave school totally inept to to yeah. look after our own bodies you know we yeah. don't know what's good for them and what's healthy for them True. and what makes them happy and and so we panic and when we see somebody who we perceive to be an expert and because we're in such a body image focused society we see somebody that looks amazing and we're like, oh, my God, everything they do, I will do. Yes. That's what's dangerous because these people and, and with social media, because they are in, because they're beautiful, they're followed a lot and they're held in quite high regard. So when they say, oh, guys, I I just don't eat. Everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, OK, I won't do that either. And, then, um, you know, we all get hungry and then that leads to binging cycles. And 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 and, and we all know it because we've all experienced it because, we live in a crazy world and we have been unified, I think, by 
by crazy diet culture like and yeah. and the weird stuff that's made us do yeah and that leads me on to questions from our listeners I'm just trying to pick out the right ones here they're quite quite personal actually these ones today I think when we put up the subject of body image you know that it all comes pouring out and this one I think you'll relate to or you'll have probably come across and you've discussed before so Louisa has said I have lost weight, but my mental health has got so much worse. I don't understand why this has happened to me. That makes me really sad. But I I think we have this crazy view in this society that that thinner equals better. Yeah. And thinner equals happier. And I don't I don't think any change born of self-hate can end in anything positive. I just don't think the maths adds up. And for me, I look back at when I, in 2016, I look back at myself and I was so much thinner and I, and I, and I look at that and I was, it was the unhappiest time. Mm. I was so unhappy and it it took so long for me to unpick that and work out that just because I was thinner, it didn't mean I'd be happy. And I was so sure that being thinner would answer all my problems. I was so sure that that was it. Once I was Mm. thin, boys would like me once I was thin I'd be really smart once I was thin I'd be successful once I was thin and Mm. then and then you get thin and you don't even feel that thin because someone will be thinner than you and someone's gonna sell you this and someone's gonna say and have you thought about this poor and this arm fat and you know this is it like this is we live in a society that profits from our insecurities it's in everybody's best interest that we remain insecure because that's how they make money from us so that's I've gone like deep there sorry Louisa but (laughs) I think like if your body and your mental health are different things and and if what you're doing to your body isn't serving your mental health then then try serving your mental health first and and don't worry too much about that how that affects your body in the in the interim that would be my that's really lovely um yeah thank you that's kind of answered Mila's question as well which is you know not how do you not put the pressure on but we've got another one here from um Erin And she said, I've realized over a long time, social media has changed the way that I see myself. How can I prevent this happening to my younger sister and not being body image obsessed? I think talk about other stuff that isn't just your body. Like I, I, we talk so much, you know, diversify your feed, follow people that just care about more stuff, you know, follow dog accounts, follow, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> the, the, guy, the lovely guy Francis who, who just likes trains you know follow other oh, yeah. people that isn't you know what I mean like if you're only following Love Island if you're only following fitness accounts if you're only following people to whom you view them as only a body then that's 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 how you'll see them you know you won't see them for anything more if you see people that are posting other things like more find people that look like you or look like her I you know or or talk to her about it and say look this has really affected me over the last few Mm. years I've noticed it's affected social is it having that on you shall we shall we try and diversify our feeds together shall we you know um talk about this or uh, and and then and then once you've had that conversation I don't think I'm always very aware with my younger sister and with the younger people that I hang out with never to say things like oh I'm going to be so good this week or Pudding so naughty, you know. It's words like that that we could just really do without mm, um, in our general conversations. Thanks, um, no, a hundred percent. And we're, we're going to move on to a fact or fiction round in a second. I just think that what you've just said is so so valuable. It's it's almost finding a new tribe, um, finding more like minded. You know, the space we don't stay the same every year of our life we evolve and grow and sometimes friendship circles also need to have a little tweak and it's just all sorts of things I think that we surround ourselves with but um 
I just think that it's, it's a bit overwhelming when, when you think about oh how to speak to other people about it but we are going to do our fact or fiction round now Em are you ready question one everybody needs to weigh themselves fiction buying new clothes will help you feel confident Mm, well I mean fiction but also if you feel your oats in something then that's great but fiction it won't Mm -hmm. yeah it won't okay no ah I'm so bad with one answer (laughs) no it's fine go for it environment affects the body image fact low body fat percentages are a sign of health fiction social media can negatively impact our body image fact but it doesn't have to Yes, exactly. Change your feed. Body obsession stems from childhood. You know, I don't know about the science of this. I'd say probably fact, but you'll know more about that than me. Oh, no, I think you're probably right there. Um, Exercising multiple times a day is healthy. Fiction, it's exhausting. (laughs) I don't know how people do that. Language doesn't affect how someone feels about their body. Fiction. Body dysmorphic disorder is treatable. Fact. Diet is the easiest way to control your body fat. I mean, scientifically, probably fact. Yeah, that was, see, that was our fact or fiction round. I I did okay. You did great, Em. I thought you did really, really well. And it's hard to say like one answer, isn't it? There's often things to expand on. But sadly, I mean, I feel like I could have chatted to you forever, but we have to wrap up the episode and we always finish with our food for thought. And I think after what we've spoken about today, mine would definitely be the comparison factor and the judgment factor as well. I know we're talking about body obsession, but from my line of work with relationships with food and seeing how, you know, these what I eat in a day accounts and these toxic kind of um, which which comes from a place not of toxicity actually because a lot of the time people that put out this content don't realize the impact that it well I hope they don't realize the impact it can have on on other people and no one is smarter than you when it comes to your own body and I really liked what Em said today I really love the fact that you know it has been around for donkey's years the fact that we do look at appearance and you know, you know, we've got to think about people that don't identify even being male or female. We we lay, we put these labels on people, and we we've got we've got a lot to learn in society, and a lot to change, and a lot to grow from. And fundamentally, we just need to diversify what we consume if we are consuming this much. And um, what would be your take home message today? I think all of what you just said. I think I mean, like to to like to surmise on that I just think sometimes it's not that deep and it feels that deep you know it feels so insanely deep but when I when I think about how I exist and how I've and how I've always existed when I think about what I'm loved for and what I love about other people it's not that how many inches around my waist you know what I mean it's not how much I weigh it's how big my heart is and how well I listen and how much fun I can have with the people that I love and I think there's so much 
it's very it's so easy it's so easy to be so affected by so many people because we're so exposed to so many people like i said earlier but we have so much more power than we realize over our own thoughts and 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 celebrating ourselves and holding ourselves in as much regard as we even you know people that we don't know on instagram we look at them we think oh my god they're amazing and that is the very last thing we often think about ourselves and that makes me so upset so i think Mm -hmm. you know the way that we speak about other people on social media is the way that we have to speak about ourselves you know we we want to celebrate that that person that's okay but celebrate us too you know we don't always have to compare ourselves because it isn't always them and us we're not always competing society gets way too you know used to making women compete against one another and it doesn't have to be like that good for her but good for me too you know like we can all stay in our lanes and just live with our big hearts and kind of let the like uh, you know competition and the comparison all go a bit because it ain't that deep that's why no beautifully spoken (laughs) and let's pick ourselves up a little bit more um where can everybody go who's enjoyed this episode to find out a bit more about what you do well, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is em underscore Clarkson. But if the exercise thing is is something that you, I don't know, maybe if you if you ever wanted to come and hang out with my hags, the Havagos, mm-hmm. we are a very inclusive uh, exercise space. We have done a triathlon together. We have done a 10K together. And it's not about PBs or speed or size. It's about showing up and having fun and supporting each other. We never leave a hag behind. So if you've been nervous to try an event, we'd love it if you came and did something with us. So we're just the have it goes on Instagram if you ever want to come and do some fun exercise that's much more about how badass your body is not how bad your body looks basically I wish I could go I think that sounds absolutely amazing uh, you <laughs> totally can what do you want to do we can sign you up <laughs> if once my childcare balance and work-life balance is sorted then that will be on when my list already. of things when you're already winning. (laughs) Thanks so much. And to everyone listening, a little reminder that my new book, The Science of Nutrition is out now. And that's also going to help you with any of your dietary questions. Now, Em, thank you so much for coming on Food for Thought. If you've all enjoyed Food for Thought, you're going to love what's coming up. We've got so many amazing episodes. So if you're not already, make sure you subscribe because that way it will just pop up and tell you it's ready for you to listen to every single Monday. And it would be brilliant if you have time to leave a review. I know now and understand that these reviews of how you feel the podcast goes or if you learn anything from it can help other people reach it and hopefully they'll be able to take a lot away from it too. So for more information about my best-selling book, The Science of Nutrition, please do let me know if you've got your copy. The Retrition Clinic, if you want to book in and get some advice, healthy recipes, and so much more, please go and visit retrition.com. And you can follow me at Retrition on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 